0: Welcome back to the Moms Do Business Different podcast. I'm your host, Kay Hillman, believer, wife, mama, and creator of the Shmoney Mama Gang. Myself and my team support mamas who are service providers and coaches in creating strategies that make buyers say, take much money and create companies that bring in high cash months doing the bare minimum. Join me for conversations on money, business growth, sales, productivity, and the mindset of being a mom who does business different. Mama, are you ready for the vibe? listen up and let's get this money hey boo hey happy tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on okay boo first let me give a quick disclaimer so the kids and tay are out of the house right now it is currently 2 45 p.m and they are over with the grandparents and so my brain was like hmm should i take a nap should i clean or should i do some work now It's my work hours, so I was like, you know what, let's just multitask. So right now, I'm currently doing laundry and trying to record this podcast episode. And the reason why I think it's okay, and, you know, not trying to, like, validate myself, but, yeah, I am validating myself. The reason why I think it's okay is because, like, I literally know this topic like the back of my hand. Like, I've taught on this so many times, and I realized that I haven't actually taught this exact Thing on the podcast. So I want to talk about it, especially because I just recently hosted the Content Equals Cash workshop that was inside of the Shmoney Mama membership. We did that um, by the time you're hearing this, maybe a couple of weeks ago. So because of that, I'm just like feeling on a super high about talking about the customer journey and really just bringing like more awareness and more light to why focusing on the customer journey is key to building a bare minimum business. Okay. And you know, I love me some bare minimum. Um, I love, and if I sound winded girl, it's because I'm literally walking back and forth from the laundry room to my room to try to get this stuff folded before these kids get back. But, um, (laughs) What was I trying to say? Oh yeah. So let's talk about the customer journey. Okay. And I really wanted to do an episode on this because I've talked about the customer journey, but I've never really explained what the customer journey is. So I'm sure you know, right? I'm sure, you know, the girls that get it, get it right. But I'm going to talk about it anyway. Okay. And I'm going to talk about it from a more foundational standpoint because I really, really want to drive home the point that to build a bare minimum business, you really need to know what your customer journey is so that you aren't wasting your time doing things that just simply don't matter, right? When we focus on the customer journey, we are literally focusing on what does our buyer or our potential client need to hear, see, think, experience so they can go from, oh, I just followed this girl the other day to dang girl, take my money like right now. Okay. And you know I love the girls to say take my money, okay? <laughs> So why you should, and um, I'm actually going to, I have like some of my notes up from the content equals cash workshop. I think I'm actually going to sell this workshop by itself because it was a really good workshop. Like I got such great feedback from the Shmoney Mamas. So if you want to just get access to the workshop and all the other workshops we've done, join Shmoney Mama. If not, you can buy this workshop by itself and it's still going to be just as valuable and powerful. So why you should prioritize the customer journey, Okay. Essentially, your community, your buyers, they love consistency. Okay. The customer journey allows you to create consistency across your your messaging across how you sell, across how you present yourself, across everything you do, you can create brand consistency when you are following your customer journey, right? Because at the end of the day, and, and this is what I really love about the customer journey, there are four main stages that we're going to talk about right now. There's actually six, but we're going to just talk about four for this, um, for all intents and purposes, right? So th- when you are creating content or when you are selling to someone, you can literally follow the customer journey over and over and over and over again. And then you will create clients that come to you and they're just a perfect fit because they've gone through the process of working with you. I find that sometimes we try to, you know, sell our offers in 5,000 different ways because one person said, "Oh, do it on social media." And then this person says, "Don't do it on social media." And then this person over here says, "You know, you need a podcast or this person's like you need a YouTube channel." And trust me, I drank the Kool-Aid, okay? <laughs> if you've been following me for any amount of time, well, if you've been following me for some years, you know when your girl was on Instagram, YouTube, podcast, like I literally on every single platform and it was because you know that's how we were taught you know back in 2019 2018 you know everybody was teaching personal brand and you need to be everywhere and all these different things but when you're on all those different platforms without a strategy right without following the actual customer journey you're really just throwing things out there and as much as I'm an advocate of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks initially long term it's not a sustainable strategy right right And also, if you don't go into that concept of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, if you don't go into that with the idea of I'm doing this strategically, even that is not, it's not going to be effective, right? You're going to end up like me where my, my first full year of doing that, I only made like $10,000, maybe like eight to $10,000. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I did all this work, but did it really result in any kind of significant sales? You know, maybe, I mean, I guess I could say it helped me build some community, but not really. Like when I really look back to my very first year, my very first couple of years, I was building community, but more so I was just building like, I don't know how you like, maybe like biz besties, right? It was just people that, you know, they liked me, we would hang out, but it wasn't like I was building clients. Um, and I actually heard something that was that was really funny the other day where someone was talking, I think it was on Shark Tank, and the guy was asking him, I think it was like Mark Cuban was asking about his friends. And the guy was like, I don't have friends, I have clients. And I was like, "Dog, like, that's such a great thing for it's not that we can't have friends, right? It's not like it's not that we shouldn't have friends, but when you are building a business, it's not about making necessarily friends. You want to create clients, right? And you can do that by following the customer journey. And I want to be clear, like, my clients are my friends, okay? <laughs> my clients, like the girls are my girls, okay? Like, and we will kiki and we will have fun outside of our client relationship. But I love knowing that you know before i would build these relationships and end up working for them for free which i don't mind right because they were my friends but it's like how does that actually move the needle forward for my business it doesn't and it's probably the same for you you've probably found yourself in situations where you have maybe been engaging with someone and building a relationship and all this kind of stuff and then you find yourself in this weird dynamic of answering all their questions or you know they're kind of seeking you for advice and it's like bro i offer this service or i offer coaching in this area but you won't pay it what's happening here you know and that happens when we are not taking people through an intentional customer journey and so, you know, this is not about not building relationships because, you know, I'm a relationship girly. Like if anybody, if you're following me on Instagram, you know that I'm good for sending you all types of funny reels and all that kind of things. So I truly believe that we can be friends with our clients, but we have to get the client first, right? Like you have to make them a client first and you can do that very easily by following the customer journey. So I've done all this preface and I've talked about why I've talked about the brand consistency, but one thing I really want you to think about with the customer journey is that It's important for you to see the steps that it takes for a customer to actually purchase. Something that I notice a lot of people struggle with is you jump straight to, oh, I wanna make sales, right? Or, oh, I need to make more sales. And then when I ask you, well, what is your process to getting those sales? you might say, oh, well, I post on Instagram or I have a podcast or I have a YouTube channel, right? Like you might say these things, but what is the actual path, right? What's the actual process that you're doing or that you're taking people through to go from, you know, oh, they just saw you to, oh, take much money. Okay, what is that process, right? What are the resources that you need to be creating? What are the, what's the type of content you need to be creating? And what do you need to be saying in your content at each stage of the customer journey to actually move them through that cycle quickly so they actually buy right because that's what we're trying to get people to do we're trying to get people to buy okay and as moms we don't got time like oh Jesus we don't have time like I'm literally sitting here folding clothes and holding the phone which is like very awkward but like f- holding the phone folding clothes and recording a podcast episode because I literally don't have time right and do I recommend everybody do this no because it could it could feel very disjointed right and, and I think I have put the clothes down like five times because I'm just like locked into what I'm saying but still the point re- remains that as moms we don't have a ton of time okay and it's not even that we you know and I, I love to say this or like make the disclaimer of, you know, we all have. You know, they always say the same twenty four hours as Beyonce, right? And I do get that concept, but it's like in my twenty four hours, I really don't want to give a ton of that to you know shucking and drive uh, shuck in and shucking and driving, if I can say it, shucking and driving for the algorithms, right? Or for Instagram, which I have a whole philosophy on why you shouldn't create content for the um for the algorithm. We'll talk about that another day. But at the end of the day, like your girl is not. I mean, you know, I. I'm twerking and working, okay, <laughs> y'all. It's Thanksgiving weekend that I'm recording this, so I'm just on another level today. But you know, I'm I, like, I want to enjoy my life, right? I want to spend more time with my kids. I really want to just be more present, right? So if there's 24 hours in a day, 20 of those I want to dedicate to life and fun and sleep right and eating well like doing the things that I truly enjoy doing like I I don't hate laundry I just hate when it piles up right and I hate like putting away the clothes but I can do laundry like I I enjoy those things and If we are on this constant rat race of trying to figure out, oh, well, you know, this person says to do this strategy or chat GPT just came out or I need to use all this technology. Like if you get caught up in all that, you like you miss your focus, right? You lose your focus on what's actually working, which is why I love the customer journey, because whenever I'm working with someone, I'm always like, wait, wait, wait. What about your customer journey? Where does this fit into your customer journey? So it's not that we can't add things because baby, your girl has definitely leveraged the AI uh, tools, right? I'm definitely leveraging these different platforms and different things to allow me to have more ease and to speed my process up. But I'm not allowing that to derail me from what I know my people need, right? TikTok, blew up for a lot of people, right? A lot of people jumped on the TikTok wave and I am so happy for them. But I knew for my customer journey, it just didn't make sense. Now maybe in the future it might, right? Maybe in the future it might not, right? Maybe I just don't have the capacity for it. And that's okay too, right? So I want to kind of free you from that or free you from feeling like you have to do what you see everybody else doing because you don't right. You just need to know what your customer's journey is right so what do what does your MVP right your most valuable payer your most valuable buyer what do they need to see what kind of resources resources do they need and how do they need to connect with you to go from oh I just found you to oh I'm ready to pay you right like here's the money because I'm ready to do your program or I'm ready for you to take over my social media or I need you as my VA right like what do they need to see feel experience do in order to get to that that stage with you So let's talk about the customer journey. And again, there's six stages, but I'm only gonna go into depth on four of them. So the first stage is the awareness stage, okay? This is when they first find you, okay? They're first experiencing your brand. Maybe they follow you on Instagram. Maybe they saw a reel. Maybe somebody shared you in their stories or maybe you did a podcast swap, right? And someone heard you on on their favorite podcaster's podcast or whatever, right? You did a bundle and someone found you. This is the awareness stage, okay? This is when they are first... Really getting to know you, but also in this stage, they are likely problem unaware. So, what I mean by this is they're probably following you, not because they're thinking to themselves, Oh, I have this problem, but they're thinking to themselves, Hmm, for some reason, I connect with this person, right? Or they've said something that I haven't thought about before, right? So, you've shifted their perspective. But a lot of times, when they first meet you, They are not looking for a solution, right? They're not looking for you to solve their problems. And I think this is a very important thing to mention because a lot of times we post content or we create things or, you know, we put out, you know, um, a lead magnet or we put out, you know, here's my workshop, right? A free workshop or a free challenge. And we get upset when people don't join. And it's like, well, maybe the people that you are marketing to right now don't know that they actually have a problem, right? Or they don't know and they, they aren't yet ready for a solution, Okay. So in that case, it's more so about when you're in this stage to really show people something different, right? To shift their perspective and to tell them something they didn't already know. Okay. For me. I find that when I do content around things like the customer journey, right? And how this is a bare minimum strategy, it brings a lot of awareness to me, right? But the people that are coming to me aren't coming because they're like, oh, well, help me map out my customer journey, or I need help mapping out my customer journey. That's not what they're coming to me for at all, right? Like they don't know that this is even what they want to do. So when you're thinking about building brand awareness, you have to remember that this person is cold, right? This person is cold to you, so they don't know you well enough to make a five-figure investment, but also they're cold to any of your your philosophies, any of your teachings, and they're probably cold to the fact that they even have a problem, right? They may not even realize what their true problem is. And so, in that case, they definitely don't see you as someone to help them. And when you really think about that, you might realize or you might think to yourself now, hmm, I probably have a lot of people that are in my community that are actually in the awareness stage, right? Where they're still kind of um, blind, for lack of better words. And I, I hate to say that, but like, it's, they, they kind of are, um, they just don't know, right? They don't know what they don't know. And it's your job to expose them to that, right? So they're in this state of awareness, right? They're in this state of, of being problem unaware. And then from there, they move into one of my favorite stages, which is the nurture and engagement phase. Phase, okay. So in this phase, they are engaging with your content. They are joining your email list. They're warming up to your brand. They're commenting on all your stuff. Um, your content right at this point is going to really be teaching them and making them problem aware, right? Because now they are in that relationship building phase. Now this can also be a very hard phase because you can find yourself in the friend zone, which I think I've, did a, I've done an episode on this, but if I haven't, I might have to do another one because I know that it can be Um, A very tough line to kind of walk to make sure that you don't get in the friend zone. But again, if you are not, if you don't know what your customer journey is, then you will find yourself in the the friend zone, okay? So this, like us doing this right now, or you taking some time to figure out what your customer journey is, is going to be so key because it'll keep you from getting stuck in this phase right here. So in this phase, they are becoming problem aware, right? Because your content is talking about the problem and it's sharing a solution, right? Or it's sharing... An idea for them to think about—it's giving them some kind of perspective shift, right? You're really shifting what their beliefs are around a problem they're now becoming um, aware of. Okay, so they're becoming aware of this problem now. They're like, "Hmm, okay." She just gave me a solution. I didn't even realize I had this problem, but this is exactly what it is. Okay, and when you start to speak to those things, people really start to pay attention and they start to engage, right? They start to say, like, "Oh yeah," like I'm tired of. The- and I've had this happen all the time where I talk about like my me going to Target. And how, you know, I don't, I go to Target so many days a week and I don't, I don't really worry about like how much it costs and stuff like that. And I don't say those things to brag. I say those things because I know what it's like to not even feel like I could shop at Target, right? Like to think that Target was just like a premium store that I, I just had no business in, right? I, I literally used to think of that. And I know that might sound crazy, but I literally used to think to myself, like, I cannot afford Target. Like Target is not a store that I can shop at and buy things from. And that, and that was my belief because I truly felt like, you know, this was for rich people. You know, I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm trying to be rich or whatever all of a sudden, but it's like my mindset back then was I had to have so much money. And so now the way that things have shifted when I talk about this, people are engaging with that Target content cuz listen, the girl my my client is a Target girly. Like we love Target over here. But we also know how it feels to be like, "Dang, I'm, you know, I I don't know if I can keep shopping here, right? Because I have other bills or other priorities that I need to be focusing on. And it's like, no, you can have both and, right? And so that's the message that I'm coming with. And that's what people are engaging with, right? People are engaging with the fact that, yes, I can have both and because you can, okay? You can have both a target girly lifestyle and be able to have more than enough money to pay your bills and do all the other things that you want to do, right? And so that's what people are engaging with. And it doesn't have to be that personal, right? You don't have to go that personal with it. I just recently helped someone with their customer journey. And um, for the engagement phase, one of the biggest things for her was really just um, talking about being burnt out and capacity, which, you know, I don't talk much much about burnout, but I definitely talk a lot about capacity. And it was so interesting as we were like looking through and working on like, where is her, where's her client at each stage in the customer journey? It's so interesting that something that commonly came up and a common theme was burnout, right? And so when you really understand, okay, what is going to make people talk to me and and share with me what their problems are, or what is going to get them to say, you know what, I experienced that too, like, And it's just is not giving, okay? What like What is going to make people say and feel and do that? That is what's happening in this engagement phase. So engagement is really a, a season that I really love or a phase that I really love a lot because it allows you to really get to know who your future client is, right? Because in this stage, they are talking to you, whether they're commenting on your posts or commenting to, you know, responding to your DMs or even replying back to your emails. I love it When people respond back to my emails, because sometimes I'm like, you know, is this really landing? I recently did an email where I was talking about just the reason why I created Moms Do Business Different, like why I have like shifted the language and I've really been more intentional about speaking to moms. And one of the things I wrote was about coming, like growing up in a very, you know, domestically violent situation, and how, you know, even to this day, I've had conversations with my mom about you know, why she never left, you know, when she talked about the times that she did leave, but she couldn't afford it. And it was just like, wow, like, I never want, first off for myself to be in that situation. But I, you know, I really do. I I think that part of me is like super empathetic, because I just sometimes I just think about like, all the women that are just in a really tough situation that they can't get out of because they simply can't afford it, right. But especially moms, like doing that with your children, like, I know that that has to be, Well, I've experienced it, right? I've been a child experiencing it. And it's just, it's a lot. And so I talked about that And the amount of email responses that I got back from other moms, you know, or other women on their experience, was just like, it was honestly just, it just kind of shook me to my core, but that was engagement. And that wasn't, you know, it doesn't have to be always strategic, right? It's just, what are your core values? What is your message? What is your story? Okay. Those are the things that you're going to be talking about in this active engagement Um, phase. And of course, yes, you can tie it back into your business, right? Just like I tied my email, I tied that back into my business where I was just like, this is why I created the accelerator the way it's created. This is why I still show up and work because like, this is what I'm doing this for so that people can understand like why, you know, I'm, I'm making the shifts or I'm saying the things that I'm saying, right? I wanted people to understand that. And so in the engagement phase, this really just gives you an opportunity to build that deeper relationship and connection with people. So then phase three is the consideration phase, okay? So in this phase, people are comparing you to other people, right? This is when like now that they are problem aware, they are actively looking for a solution. Okay. So in the customer journey, now that they, you know, they first started out as problem unaware and they became problem aware. Now they are looking for a solution. Okay. So phase three, the consideration phase, they are looking for solutions. They are comparing you to other people because now they know that they have a problem. The algorithm is going to feed them more content, right? That's similar to what you do, or they're going to listen to, they're going to download 5,000 podcast episodes. They're going to be searching YouTube, reading blogs. They're going to be doing all the things to get, answers, right? Rightfully so. It definitely makes sense. So they're going to be doing their research. And so in this phase, I see a lot of people drop the ball because you stop being consistent, right? You And and I have dealt with this time and time again with myself and with other clients to know that this is a phase that a lot of people get stuck in, okay? Here's the thing. It may seem like people are not engaging with your content. It may seem like people are not reading your stuff, your reach has gone down or whatever. But I promise you, Your clients are paying attention. But the problem is, is that we stop showing up, right? We don't see, you know, we set a goal of, oh, I'm gonna make $10,000 this month. And then when it doesn't happen, we just fall off, right? Or you say, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go live every single week. And then two weeks later, you take a four week break, right? It's like we can't do those things because somebody that is actively on the customer journey with us, when they get to the consideration phase, even if they don't have the money for right now, they are still comparing you to other people. And if you fall the face of the earth, if you stop engaging with them, if you stop creating that con- content that connects with them, then when they are ready to buy, they won't buy with you. OK, so this is why in this phase, it's so important that you continue to show up and that you continue to show them like, you know what, I know that you need this. I know that this is your problem. And this is how I can solve it for you, right? This is my offer. This is what my framework is, right? I teach teach a a concept of teach your framework, okay? So everything you do should be rooted back into your framework. So in this example, like in in today's episode, I am rooting this back to my framework of this is what I talked about literally inside the content equals cash workshop that is inside of Shmoney Mama that is a concept that I work with, with my clients one-on-one inside of the Mom's New Business Different Accelerator, right? But this is all literally my framework. Now, is the customer journey uniquely mine no but my approach to it is right because i truly believe that as moms if you just focus on knowing what your unique customer's journey is then at the end of the day it cuts down on the amount of content you need to create it cuts down on the amount of time you have to spend you know finding leads and doing it just cuts down on so much time because you are super clear on okay as long as i am hitting these main points or these main things that my customer needs to see it's going to eventually convert, right? And that's why I truly believe that all your content should convert, whether it's a like, comment, share, follow, or a sale. Every piece of content that you create should convert. Like That's, that's the whole concept. And it's also why you see me create a ton of content in, in one phase and then in another season, I'm not, right? When I'm creating a ton of, a ton of content, that's because I'm in the awareness season. Or, or I might be in the engagement phase too. So one of those two phases, when you see me slow up on my content, it's because I am moving people through the consideration and purchase phase, right? So it doesn't mean I don't show up at all, but my cadence is different, right? The amount of content that my person needs to see is different. Where they need to see my content is different, okay? So if you see me posting a bunch of social content, but not a ton of email, I'm in those first two phases. If you see me posting more emails or sending more emails, then um, you know I'm in that consideration and Uh, Purchase phase. So I talked about um, convert consideration. Let me talk about the purchase phase. So the purchase phase is the last phase that we're going to talk about today, um, and that is phase four. And this is when they make a decision, right? This is when they decide to make the decision of whether or not they're going to work with you. Usually, right here is when you're going to do your sales call. Usually, it's when you're going to, you know, present them with a sales page or have a DM conversation, right? Whatever you need to do to close the sale. That's what's going to be happening here. So. The reason why, I, I told you like overarching what these phases are, but I really want to show you how this looks in terms of when I'm saying a, what what kind of customer journey you need to create. So um, there's a lot to this. So you need to either get inside Money Mama or you at least need to go buy the workshop so that you can get the template and all that other kind of stuff that goes with this. But essentially, you want to think about your customer journey in terms of What exactly are they thinking? What are the touch points that someone needs to have? Like, where do they need to see your content? Where do they need to engage with you, right? What, what is the process that you're moving them through? So for example, for me, and I'm going to actually, hold on, I'm actually go and get my, my actual funnel. So the way that my funnel works is that for my visibility and awareness, which is my top of funnel, it is my podcast. And I include Instagram, even though I don't, Focus primarily on Instagram, but for me, it is definitely my podcast, right? That's where I'm getting the most visibility. Um, And then of course, Instagram, I do get quite a bit of of visibility and awareness from Instagram. So those are like my two top things for awareness. When someone finds me, my biggest objective for them is I just want to validate your feelings, right? I talk about that on the podcast all the time. I talk about the fact that like my podcast episodes are designed to validate the feelings of a mom that is trying to build a business, that's trying to do things different, that's trying to figure out how to make all this work working part-time or doing the bare minimum, right? So for me, all of that content is geared towards validating your feelings and then just showing it, like giving you a different perspective or just making you aware that like, hey, if this is a problem that you're having or you might be having this problem, there is a solution for this, okay? So that's what's happening there. Then we go into the next two phases, which I kind of combine together for my funnel. You may not combine it together for yours, but for me, it's all combined. My nurturing consideration phase, I really, I used to focus on my Facebook group, but now it is primarily Instagram, right? Instagram is where I am um, nurturing. I'm having conversations there. That's where I, you know, spend a lot of time in the DMs or in the stories. And then with the consideration, I spend a lot of time um, really creating carousels, like creating carousel content that gives you an opportunity to discuss with me like to have conversations with me, but also to just shift your awareness of what is possible, right? Like if you are thinking, if you're, if you're comparing me to someone else, I'm giving you, um, what do you call it? Like I'm, I'm peeling back, I guess the curtain of like why the process with me is different than what it would be like with other people. And it's not, um, and I want to be clear, even though I'm saying people are comparing you to other people, it's not for you to like, be hyper aware of what everybody else is doing it's just about being hyper aware of how you and what your process is is unique and proprietary this is why it's important that you know you don't try to copy someone else's programs and stuff which i mean listen i've been there right i've been there where i've tried to copy other people's offers and wonder why it didn't work for me so i just want to encourage you to not do that, right? To really be intentional about what is the framework that I have or why, you know, what makes working with me so unique, right? I was working with a client, actually the example that I have um, inside the workshop, we were doing the workshop live. And so um, one of the things that made her unique is that she's had literally over a thousand clients um, and she's had over a thousand clients as a actual therapist, right? As an actual psychologist. So she has like all this expert training and she served clients in a whole different capacity. So that is something that's very unique about her and that's that she can create content from that experience so when you're thinking about that phase you want to think about you know what is that content that they need to see to be like you know what i, I feel really safe with this person i feel like this person would really do me right in this offer Child, I, don't, I don't stop folding close, but anyway um <laughs> the last phase then is the conversion and the purchasing stage and so for me this happens oh sorry also um the consideration phase i will say that that also includes email for me but then um but then in that in that phase, like in the active engagement, in the consideration phase, I really am focused on, um, again, shifting their perspective and, and creating some sort of discussion. Like I really want people to talk to me. But then when we get to the decision and the purchase phase, for me, it's all about let's let's talk, right? Like let's let's get in the DMs, let's have a conversation, and let it be very centered around what what are your questions, right? And how can we create a unique approach for you, right? I don't coach. Two moms the same way. Like there's always going to be some nuance. I have my frameworks. I teach to my frameworks. But the way that I will teach one mom is going to be different from the way I teach another one because we're all different, right? Our experiences, our situations, our circumstances are all different, right? But when I'm thinking about my customer journey, I know that by the time that they get to that that phase with me, by the time that they are there, they are really thinking to themselves, you know what? I'm I'm like high key nervous, or this has to work. I work with a lot of people who. They they're like when they get to that phase, it's like either they're all in or they're all out. And so it's up to me to really figure out, okay, well, what has you straddling the fence, right? And and then in that in that moment, how how do I already have something for you to overcome that? Right. So um I've done episodes about why I don't overcome objections. And the reason why I don't have to overcome objections is because I literally have a framework for that. And if I don't have a framework for that, then nine times out of 10, they're, they're probably not a good fit client for me. right? And it, I'll refer them to somewhere else. I'll recommend somebody else. Um, but if, if there's just something just grossly outside of my framework that you have a problem with, I don't mind sending you somewhere else. right? Um, so the reason why I don't get objections is because by the time we've actually sat down and figured out what's going on with you, I, I have something that I literally have a resource for that. So um, so that's why I have that confidence in when I do my sales calls or when I'm having conversations, I have that confidence because I have a framework or I have a resource or whatever to cover that. okay And that's what's happening for me in that conversion phase. And so in that conversion um, stage, I'm really focused on you know Instagram conversations, emails, things like that, sales calls, right That's where I'm really focused. So when we're thinking about the customer journey, I want you to just think about like what do you need to be saying to people? What do they need to experience? and where do they need to experience it, right? Like what's the touch point? where are you doing this with them? Um, Something that I'm adding to my visibility personally has been bundles and collaborations. I used to be really big on collaborations and then I started popping out babies and I just, I wasn't in the headspace for it. But now that I have a little bit more capacity, I'm bringing those things back in and it's been great. So if maybe for you, that might be where you focus your visibility because it is pretty low lift. Like once you have your resources created, you can do it pretty easily and build a very great and engaged audience from there and really focus on nurturing and connecting with them, right? So you your customer journey may not look like mine, right? You may not use as many platforms as I'm using, and that's totally fine, right? I want you to build whatever is whatever is bare minimum for you. That's what I want you to build. But at the end of the day, when you follow this process, you will realize you're not creating a ton of content. Like, I literally don't create a ton of, t- a ton of content unless I want to, right? Right? for me, the sweet spot of my content is now two episodes a week. Like I'm getting fancy child and doing two episodes a week, but I could bring it back to one if I wanted to. So bare minimum one episode, right. Or two episodes, maybe one to two Instagram posts a week. Um, and then I spend a lot of time, you know, in my stories, in my emails. Right. And that is my funnel. I focus there and I'm able to consistently month after month continue to grow. Right. And I'm not saying that if you start, if you figure out your customer journey today, that tomorrow you're going to have thousands of clients. But what I am saying is that if you give it some time to actually work, and if you actually really focus on what do they need to see, feel, think, experience in each stage, you will see it start to snowball and it starts to make sense, and you're able to sign clients without having to do the most, right? That's all I want for you. I just don't want you to have to do the most in order to sign clients. So, um, just to recap this, uh, because I think I am this is a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be actually. But I just started Kiki in and you know it did what it did, but The thing that I really want you to take home from this is that I want you to think about your customer journey as a story, right? That's the last piece that I want you to think about. What is the story, right? What is the story of the person that found you, engaged with you, thought about what all their options were, and then decided, yes... I choose you to coach me. Yes, I choose you to be my VA or be my photographer, right? What was that experience? What does the journey look like? What is their story? Okay, I've had it I've had conversations time and time again with my clients about like how did you find me? You know what I'm saying? How did you find me? Like what made you say yes to me? Right? Of all the people that you could say yes to, what made you say yes? That is a piece of market research, right? Like that's something that you that you should go back right now and ask your clients. Like How did you find me? Or what made you decide to join this program or to hire me as your photographer? Go and ask some of your favorite clients that because that's gonna give you very key information on what the customer journey looks like for you. And really just draw it out, like really just write out What happened? You know, I have a client that I'm thinking about right now and um, she found my podcast, which was perfect because that's what I want. She found my podcast. She um, then found my Facebook group at the time, which uh, bummer, I don't have the, I have a new Facebook group, but I'm not really like using it like I should. But she found the Facebook group. She started engaging over there. And then we started having conversations in the DMs because she was watching my stories, right? This is the customer journey. She's literally walking through my entire process. So we're talking in the stories and all that kind of stuff. And she saw um, a challenge that I was doing. And the challenge made her start thinking about my offers. Like, the challenge is what kind of, not triggered her, but it kind of activated her to be like, you know what, I... Like, I didn't know I had this problem, but now that I do know, here's a challenge that can, you know, solve this problem for me. So she joined my challenge. It was great. And then after that, we got on a call and she joined Moms Do Business Different. And it was just so crazy how it happened because when I went back and read other people's stories or like when I went back and read, like I have a question on my intake form and it's like, you know, what made you decide to join or why didn't you join? A lot of times people are telling me like what made them join was maybe they did a workshop with me or maybe they like um, listened to a, um, a podcast episode. Cause like even my podcast, um, it does fall under the consideration phase as well. I do put a lot of consideration content on my podcast. So um, especially when I do series on the show, that's, that's a lot of times for my consideration phase. And so sometimes people will like follow my launches via the podcast and they'll tell me like hey you know because you put out this type of content that's what made me like this is what the thing that really made me join right or because you said this you talked about this topic or whatever so you want to really understand like what is the journey like what's the story why did someone really decide to work with you and then write that into your customer journey so that you know okay at this phase i need to be focused on this type of content right so like i said earlier when I'm in the awareness phase, you will see me everywhere, right? You'll see me all or like, you'll be like, dang, I keep K Like, I can't go nowhere without seeing K's content. And then you'll be like, wow, what happened to K? She's in email, right? I'm focused in my emails because right now I'm focused on getting, you know, moving people through the customer journey either engaging with them in my email because I get a lot of people to respond to my emails or I'm giving them something to think about when they're in the consideration phase. And then I'm selling to them so that we can move into that purchasing phase, right? So it's all very strategic and it keeps me from having to feel burnt out, right? I talked about last year, I believe it was last year, I talked about my experience with burnout and I knew I never wanted to go through that again. And when i really went back and got strategic about things and rooted everything back into the customer journey i have i have been so um free in my business and sometimes I wonder to myself, like, oh man, am I doing enough? Like, I even think that sometimes because it feels like I'm just able to take so many breaks or like some weeks I only work five hours. And I'm like, dang girl, did you do enough? And it's like, yes, I've done more than enough considering where I am in the customer journey and where I'm focusing my efforts, right? And, you know, next year I'm hoping to put some funnels in place that I'm constantly moving things even faster. So there's just so much that can happen and go on with this. But I just want to like kind of stop here because I don't want to like make your brain hurt. And I know this can feel really... Um, I don't want to say technical, but it can feel overwhelming. Like it can feel like a lot, right? To try to guess and, and it's not even guess, but it's like trying to figure out what everybody wants and what everybody needs from you right now. But I promise you, if you just take some time to do it, It makes everything else easier. It makes everything else just kind of fall into place. And it helps you get into a state of, I know exactly what I'm doing in my business to move the needle forward. I feel like a lot of people, not I feel, I know that a lot of my clients come to me and they don't know what they should be doing in order to move the needle forward. And when you start here with this, it makes everything else make some sense. Okay. So I really encourage you to do this again. Join. the Shmoney mama membership and you can get access to the content equals cash workshop or you could just buy the workshop like i'm gonna make sure that i've set this up so that you can just buy the workshop if you want to just buy the workshop um but really take some time to look at your customer journey and really take some time to actually map this out or at the very least just ask your clients like do a little market research and ask your clients why they decided to work with you like what made them hire you versus anybody else they might have been thinking about because trust me you weren't the only person they were thinking about Like that's, that's just the truth. Like there was other coaches or other photographers or other, just somebody that they wanted, they, not that they wanted to work with, but they were probably considering. Um, it was so funny. I actually had a wedding client who, uh, I asked her why she decided to work with me. And it was because her other photographer backed out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) that didn't really make me feel good. But I was like, oh really? She was like, yeah, she was like, but you guys were like, it was neck and neck between the two of you like and I and she was like, it was really because the re-, sorry, the reason why she worked with the other girl is because of the price of the other girl. And I was like, Oh, well, that made me feel better, right? Like that made me feel better that okay, the other photographer wasn't available, like she backed out, and so I'm the second option, but she ended up paying me more. So I was like, Oh, okay. So it wasn't like that I suck or whatever, it was just, it was literally that, oh my gosh, if King was here, he'd be so mad that I said suck. But anyway, um, but You know, you get what I'm saying. So it's just cool to ask people the question, even if it's, even if they work with somebody else. Like sometimes I've asked clients, especially like when I used to run the mastermind, I would ask like, you know, well, why didn't you join the mastermind? They would tell me they joined somebody else's program. And then I would ask more questions about, well, what made you join their program, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's just good information for you to know. Like, even if someone doesn't work with you, it's good to know why they didn't work with you, right? What, what did they see or need from someone else? that you don't have or didn't offer. It's not for you to change your offer or to add those things in, but it's something for you to consider for yourself if something is missing. I remember one person actually told me they didn't join one of my programs, I believe it was moms do business different. They didn't join the accelerator because there were no testimonials. And I was like, wow, that's such a great point. Like there are no testimonials on the actual sales page. And because they didn't know me well enough, they, they weren't, you know, consuming my content as long as maybe somebody else. Like normally I have people that consume my content for about three to six months before they join moms do business different. I do have a lot of people that'll join, like, no, it's usually about the three month mark. That's when people like really just jump in. Um, And so for her, she was ready to work with me sooner than like, I think she found me and it was like within a month, she was paying for something, which is great. Like, I love that. And I I have a philosophy of people should work with me within 30 days, Um, but the biggest hang-up for her was that, or the biggest obstacle was that I don't have any testimonials. And so I like went on a whole mission to add all my testimonials into the sales page and now it's been great. So it's just like, it's so good for you to really ask that question, to get that food for thought, to help you with your customer journey, right? Because there are little things that you could be doing that are, um, not derailing but that are um turning people away maybe from working with you even though they want to right like in their mind they want to work with you but there might be small things that are happening in the customer journey or small needs that aren't being met and because of that they go and they work with someone else or they just don't get help at all right and we don't want that right we want to serve as many people as god has called us to serve in this season of our lives and our businesses okay friend 40 minutes who am i okay and i definitely stopped folding clothes but it's fine i'm gonna go fold them real quick before the kids and take it home but yes thanks so much for hanging out with me today and until next time i will talk to you later darling Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know you loved it. So go ahead and leave a five-star review. Make sure to share this episode and tag me at Moms Do Business Different and at Mrs. K Hillman so a knows is real. May you walk in your purpose and calling every single day to steward the life and business that God has called you to. Until next time, let's get this money.